Hey guys, I'm really happy to partner with Well Woman Vegan from Vitabiotics as sponsors of Bite Back. For anyone like me leading or trying out a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle with a busy schedule, Well Woman is there to support you all along the way. It provides 24 nutrients, including higher levels of iron and vitamin B12. You can find them across the UK and Ireland nationwide. Hey there, I'm Roz Purcell, best-selling cookery author, ex-model, entrepreneur and host of Bite Back. How would you define your relationship with your body? Each week, I'll be interviewing incredible women who get frank about their relationship and ever-changing journeys towards self-love and acceptance. As the body positivity movement takes full flight, I want to be part of the conversation that puts pleasure back on your plate. Together, we'll discuss why numbers on a scale doesn't and shouldn't define us and how amazing our bodies really are. In short, this podcast is for everyone who has or is suffering with their relationship with food and their body image. So before we start, I thought it was only right to tell you my personal story to give some context and start this podcast off with my journey that eventually came full circle to a place where I love food and I love my body. I never thought I would get here, but it just shows no matter what, there's always hope and you don't have to be stuck where you are forever. Let's go way back for a second and look at my childhood. I was really confident. I was happy, definitely opportunistic um, and food well, it was just the greatest thing. It brought the family together. Baking was my number one hobby. And it was simple. It was just food. It was a meal and it was just nothing more or less. Q age 15, teenage years. And yep, I guess everyone becomes more aware. I was definitely aware of the other people and their shapes, their eating habits and eating disorders. I was obsessed with magazines and there was a certain body image that was just everywhere there was no diversity in it and that's just what I I surrounded myself with after school I started modeling and I wouldn't say it was instant but yeah like sure I became very aware of that I wasn't built for the job subtle remarks backward comments yet I still think I was fairly headstrong and confident in myself my weight fluctuated a lot in my late teens which was pointed out I felt everyone complimented and congratulated me when I lost weight. And as a reflection, it be, definitely became the better version of me. The me that would be successful, the me that would have a big, bright future ahead of them. And that's just the me I clung on to. Comparison didn't help either. Constantly being up against other girls and comparing my figure. I consciously started to eat less, move more, become conscious of my figure. But I still kind of knew that there was a line. I went to Miss Universe. Yep, okay, everyone listening, do not Google any of that. <laughs> um, I'm unrecognisable with the hair uh, glowing orange tan. Um, I did love it, however, for the most real bodies were celebrated. I trained really hard in preparation and I ate well. And for me, it was a very positive experience, both with my body and with food. After Miss Universe, I hit New York City. Now, just to give you a little background... My mum's best friends are they're from New York and growing up every summer we would go to New York and we were like a middle class family. My parents worked really hard to give us this opportunity to go and it was only be me and my sister that would go like they wouldn't even get themselves flights over and I always wanted to live in the Big Apple. I would I remember driving down Fifth Avenue and thinking oh my god imagine if I got to live here. 
So heading to New York City, getting signed by a top agency was my dream. Well, I thought it was my dream. I couldn't believe a girl growing up in a small farm was going to get to live in the Big Apple as a model. I set off with such big dreams, but also a huge weight on my shoulders that I didn't want to come back a failure. This was the first time that my weight and the issue of my weight wasn't so subtle. Uh, in fact, it was a problem. My weekly measurements and, as I was told, my chunky physique was going to ruin my chances. I started to blame my love of food for my undesirable figure, as I thought it was. And I resented my body and wished I looked like all the other models in the flat. Strangers on the street and anyone who was thin. Sorry. I always get emotional thinking back. <laughs> back then, there was no real sensible advice online about losing weight. Diet culture was at its peak and I was very desperate. This was when I developed a really bad pattern of binging and purging. I would eat very little Monday to Friday and at weekends become overwhelmed with emotions and eat. Monday came along with the overwhelming guilt and there was a, again back at square one. But on oftentimes, I was just a lot worse. I would be convinced I was after gaining a huge amount from my slip up at the weekend and thus getting even more extreme as each week passed. In New York City, in my head, I was extremely overweight. And looking back, looking back at photos, I am so small. And after years, I've realised that no number would have ever, ever have been good enough and I was just in a huge rat race with myself and completely shattered with insecurity. This was definitely the loneliest point of my life and really started a turbulent relationship with food on my body. The hardest part was coming home at Christmas and trying to live up to the great experience I was so lucky to be on. I felt honestly like I was living a bit of a lie getting home and telling everyone how fantastic it was and brushing over how I felt. That Christmas, I remember all I wanted to do was eat. I binged for about two weeks knowing that the next fortnight before I had to head back, I would have to counterbalance all my actions. The Christmas was a wave of guilt and failure and resentment towards myself and I felt like I was in self-destructive mode. So I think you're kind of getting the picture a little bit now of what my early 20s were like. It was a complete cycle of binging and purging, feeling guilty for eating and just pretty much resenting myself. I wish I could have had the willpower. That's one thing I really struggled with. I used to blame that I didn't have willpower and that's why I wouldn't and couldn't look a certain way. I wish I was naturally thin. I wish I could just be skinny so everything would just be better. And I honestly thought that if I got down to a certain weight or if I was skinny, that everything would just fall into place. After a year or more of modelling, um, back and forth abroad, I actually decided to come home and just stop travelling. I kind of needed to reset myself and I felt like I wasn't in control anymore, which I wasn't. Um, so I went home to Tipperary. And the thing about it, and I've never actually admitted this, is I went back home to Tipperary and not to Dublin where I was living because essentially I wanted to go into hiding because I thought I was getting too big. And I, I really tried to get better and heal my relationship with food. But in turn, it actually got worse. I became obsessed with rules all over again and diets. Uh, this time it was probably a little bit more obvious. I lost weight pretty quickly, but once again, I was complimented for it. 
I still had some binges, but they were definitely less. I actually think now looking back that I think it was more the fact that that overwhelming sense of guilt lasted the whole time. So it wasn't even when I had a binge that I got this guilt the next day. I just had this constant guilt. Um, So I tended just not to even go there with binges. I became obsessed with being thin over anything else. As long as I was slim, I would be happy, always waiting to just get a little bit smaller for that like euphoric moment. Um, I had my calories set to a number and my happiness that day depended on how well I did. If I kept under that, you know, it was a good day. Um, my busy training schedule of two to three times a day was essential to my goal. As you can imagine, I was always tired, <laughs> always grumpy. I developed a deep concentration on never messing up. Uh, however, you know, I'm human. Like every human, I did now and again. But that's what started I suppose my next phase of it, which was um, vomiting after binging or overeating. Um, I really took binging and overeating as a failure, pretty much like my failure in New York. So my way to counterbalance it was vomiting. And now after I had a binge, I, I did really try not to. I would sit there and think, it's not a big deal. It's okay. It's not going to make a big difference just having this meal. Even without thinking, I would just find myself eventually in the bathroom getting sick. I was there. I had become that girl, the one I had previously called stupid. But I realised it's not stupidity that leads you there or keeps you there. It's not a lack of strength. For me, it was something along the way that bred me to believe I wasn't good enough the way I was. I felt stuck and I really tried to get out so many times. I would look at my friends eating a pizza or chocolate and afterwards just moving on. And I just thought, I wonder what it's like. I couldn't even imagine being that person. I couldn't imagine not feeling bad or ashamed after just enjoying something that was a little bit indulgent. And I know this might sound completely wild to some people who are listening, but I know for a lot of you, this will resonate. For years, I don't feel like I was me. I was uncomfortable, insecure, relying on my weight as a source of happiness. Being bored by physical appearance was like being on a tightrope. The hardest part of all this to admit was I was really difficult to be around. Maybe not to most people, but my family, my friends, ex-boyfriends, people who I loved, I radiated this negativity. Once I was around people I could let my guard down with, I made others feel really bad about themselves, about eating. And in any food situation, I would become upset. I would get this deep feeling in my throat and heavy sensation in my chest and I never ever thought growing up I would be that person that no one wanted to be around. But I was. Recently, I was on a walk in the woods with my sister and she said, God, when you were in your early 20s, I was so sad because I just thought this was the personality that you've now grown into. And she then said, but then it was like all of a sudden you came back to the Roz we all knew growing up. And I know I understand that it was a huge, you know, compliment from her. <laughs> and even in the comment, it made me feel two very different things. Obviously, really happy that I was me again and I had beaten something that I didn't think possible. But it also made me very aware of how bad I actually was for other people to be around. And the, the years I wasted... That's the thing, I guess. I regret the most. Years wasted feeling like I wasn't good enough because I wasn't a certain size. The years I lost with friends and family because I didn't care about anything but my weight. The holidays and opportunities missed because I didn't deserve them with how I looked. 
Um, the relationship's bruised from insecurity and the laughs lost. Nights out missed and cake not eaten. <laughs> All because I thought happiness came from a number. So how did I get here now? Well, if I could bottle it up and hand it out, I would. But I think everyone's journey is different. But I guess all I can do is say what happened and what worked for me, along with inviting on people who helped me and those who have inspiring stories themselves. I was so afraid to let go and not be in control. I was scared what would happen if I started to be happy with myself. At age 25, a lot of things seem to happen all at once. From a breakup, (laughs) which I know we all go through, to my sister being diagnosed with cancer, it put everything back into perspective. My body wasn't just for show. It had a task. It has tasks every single goddamn minute of the day. To protect me, carry me, and allow me to do things I love that make me happy. And all I've done is punish it and perhaps even harmed it. I decided to go get help. I knew I couldn't do it alone, as I tried before. So I decided to go to CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, which was very difficult. And I guess, you know, saying CBT was difficult, it was because I probably had to admit a lot um, that I guess I hadn't really spoken about before. But looking back, I realised it made a huge difference, particularly with my inner monologue. And it definitely helped me rationalise my thoughts and become more positive at how I thought about myself. I began to really believe happiness wasn't justified by my size. Um, I could walk around in a bikini for the first time (laughs) on holidays and not care. I started to own my figure and embrace my imperfections. Honestly, I had ups and downs. I had to really work hard on it and implement everything I had been taught in CBT and constantly remember why I was doing this. After a year or so, it did become slightly automatic. And I guess now, do I still work in it? Yes. (laughs) But I mean, I would definitely say I'm hugely confident and in a really good place and I understand that I am in control of my own thoughts and my happiness. The freedom to be me, not worry about my size, train to get stronger, not to punish myself, wear a bikini, enjoy a holiday and not feel bad, not fear leaving my routine, eat a dessert and enjoy it, Uh, show my stretch marks and understand I'm more than a number, all these little things that feel like a sigh of relief. I wanted to record this podcast to maybe hope in some way someone listening can take some good from it. Walk away with an appreciation for their body. Take with them useful tips or even just know that no matter what, they can talk and ask for help. Thank you so much for tuning in to Bite Back. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. Let us know by rating, sharing and subscribing to Bite Back. And don't forget to join us next week where we sink our teeth into some more inspiring conversations.